thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, Up for a Chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. It's Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. Oh, I like it's Karen Smith. <laughs> I'm Cindy O'Mara. Oh, it's Cindy O'Mara. <laughs> She threw us. She did throw me. Because <laughs> she always says, I'm Karen Smith, so we just go, I, I, I. I'm Kim Morrison. <laughs> it's I'm Cindy O'Meara. <laughs> I threw myself. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we, said, we are all here. And <laughs> I think that's the way I answer the phone. I go, hi, it's Karen. So I'll just, anyway. <laughs> I'm trying to think how I answer. Oh, so hi, this is Karen. Yeah. 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 Anyway, what were we doing today? We're podcasting. Oh, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) So today we've actually got a really exciting podcast because when Cindy was off traveling the world doing her fabulousnessity that she does, tart, tart, (laughs) oh, who can talk? Okay, not me. Anyway, (laughs) I just, I was copying Kim. Uh, Yes, I I get that. I get that. Mm -hmm. One of the things that Cindy did was she took herself off to a spectacular island in Greece and completed an amazing, soul-searching, creative, deliberate creating process, uh, which we're going to hear all about today, all about manifesting. And I think it's so, so fabulous. And I had to say to you people, Cindy has come back tanned. (laughs) Fabulous. Maybe I didn't do as much work as you did, Kim. (laughs) I would have spent a bit of time in the mess. She's come back looking tanned and taut and terrific and terribly You could only see the photos that I got from her compared to the photos that I sent her. I mean, there is no comparison. No, no, no. Kim, Kim sent me photos of the food in her room. Oh, but she yes. just got from Whole Foods. <laughs> oh, I was so excited. And you sent the Mediterranean. Yeah, on a boat, in a trip, on the cruise, at the window. Also things of food being made, things she was picking and eating, the beautiful platters of unbelievable meals. Yeah, no. The mulberry bush. The mulberry bush, yeah, everything. The fig bush. And yeah. just kept sending. I stopped after a while. <laughs> Did she you turn your phone off? She I had nothing else to send. Nothing else to send, yeah. Selfies. <laughs> Is that enough? <laughs> How funny. Oh. Well, let's you know hear what, about it. Tell us all well, about it. Where did you go? What was it called? What made you decide to go? <laughs> tell us Tell us everything. Well, I think it's good to start, why did I go to this in the beginning? Let's I, I think it. that's probably, why did I go? So what happened was a couple of years ago, I was asked to speak uh, in a, at a conference in Chamonix, no doubt. No, you know, nowhere boring. Okay, so Chamonix, <laughs> France. France. <laughs> In, um, and it was a tart. Yeah, it was in the snow and um, show off. Yeah. Anyway, I was What's asked to that? speak at it, and this uh, there was a, another woman that was speaking at it. Usually, it's men that speak at these things, and, mm. and there was another woman speaking at it, and so you become, you know, attracted to another girl that's speaking in the same conference you're speaking at. So um, I decided to really just sit down and listen because sometimes I don't always listen to the speakers I've got so many other things happening I don't always listen to the speakers so I decided to go to her talk well I she was a bit like you Karen in that when I listened to you for the first time I just got 
this hair-raising feeling in the back of my head, and I still do every time you speak. And I got the same with her. And for some reason, I probably heard her her information over and over and over again, but it's never clicked with me. But when she delivered the information, I actually got it for the first time in my life. And so she, she being um, Michelle, Michelle Nielsen, and Michelle is basically a chiropractor who runs her life um, in a, on a, a different scale than the way we normally do. So Michelle Nielsen basically was pregnant and, and at six months had her baby. And this is the story that she told, but her story was to be told to teach me something. So anyway, she, she had her baby uh, um, at six months and she was told when she finally took this baby home, which was three months later, that he would never be physically, mentally, emotionally right, never be right. And she refused to even think that this would work, this would be the case. So then at the at about five years of age, she has to take him to school and he goes to school for the very first time and she realises that with what he can do at this point in his life is he needs to go to remedial school. But she's not prepared to put him in remedial school. She wants to put him in a school where it's a normal school because she refuses to believe there's anything wrong with him. Despite the fact that he hasn't... Um, even bonded with her. He only speaks five words, and when he does speak, he stutters. So if he says milk, he says m -m 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 milk, you know, so it's really hard for him to communicate. He has not reached his milestones, nothing's working, but she puts him in a school. She finally finds a school, she lives in Barcelona, finds a school where he is uh, working uh, at, at this school. Uh, and they're working with him. And at the end of six months, the, the headmaster rings her up and says, I, I need to speak to you, and says he's not improved, he's, he's not going anywhere, he's still only speaking five words, you're going to have to take him to a media school or, a, you know, a school that can help him. She gets really upset um, by it, and this is the day she realises that there's something wrong with her son before she refused to re even consider there was anything wrong. And this is the day she realises something wrong. So she's a meditator and she goes home and she's really upset and she knows that meditation is the way for her to get out of this feeling. So she begins to meditate and something comes into her head that says, why don't you deal with your son the way you deal with the rest of your life? And she's been somebody who had been taught manifesting and manifesting is where you decide what you want, you write it down and you go for it. There are steps in order for to do this, but that's what you do. So she gets this aha while she's meditating and she goes, oh, I haven't ever, I ever done this. So she sits down and she does the 10 steps that she has to do that she normally does for the rest of her life but hasn't done for her son. And over the next three months, there is a vast improvement in her son. He stops stuttering. He starts to speak uh, more. He says more words. He starts to be able to work at school and starts to do things that are really uh, about being real as far as or, or up to date with what he, he should be. And she starts to go, oh, my gosh, this is working. And she writes, starts to write a book about it based on what she'd done with him. Now, I met him, this is at the age of five, okay? So I met him at the age of nine at this, no, he wasn't nine, he was seven at this conference. So this is only two years later. Now, I sat at a dinner table with him. He had his father and his mother, his nanny and his sister and me. So he's speaking English to his father because he can't speak Spanish very well. 
This is what he tells me. He speaks English to me. Then his mother will speaks in, uh, really, you know, fluent Spanish, and so does his nanny. And his sister speaks Catalan. So I watched him, you know, two years later from being a stutterer to five words only, switching between three languages. Wow. Wow. And he would even do a sentence in the three languages. So he might start saying in English, I would like you to pass me the figs in Spanish and Catalan um, can have them now. So he would just go from like... Depending on who he looked at. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And as Michelle said, he's not... He's no longer somebody who needs reform or anything like that. What he needs is just a, a guiding hand. He's, she's just, he's just a naughty little boy at times. <laughs> oh, wow. So listening to her story, I think that's what got me, is that even though it wasn't about her, it was actually, well, it was, because she wanted him to love her because he had not bonded with her at all. He wouldn't let her hug her him he wouldn't let her feed him he wouldn't let her put him to bed his father had to do all these things and and I watched the love between these two also so it wasn't something that I'd heard of and read I actually got to experience this little boy with his mother so that was year, like three three years ago, and I, I said, I want to go to her conference. But her conference was in Greece. It's a long way from Australia. It was finding the time and everything. So it was three years to when I first heard about her and, and bought her book and decided to start my own journey as to what she did. Um, and the 10 steps was what you do at the conference. But I had actually done them. As soon as I left her, I bought her book, I bought everything from her, and I, I, I remember flying home and reading that book entirely and then going through everything and doing everything that she told me to do. And what was amazing is that I didn't really, you know, I went, oh, I don't really believe this. Even though you did it? Even, mm. even though I did the thing, I don't really believe it. So I tested the waters. Mm. And I actually bought my book in to show you guys what I did. So this is my book with my 10 steps. And my, my very first one I, I did, it was in the March of 2011. So my very first one, so actually that's only two years ago. Mm. Not three years ago. It was two years ago. So my, um, my very first manifest was for three months. I decided to do it for three months and I wrote it down and I hit it at what I wanted. It was a business goal and I hit that business goal within a month of me writing it down and I went, oh, (laughs) that's weird, that worked. So I thought, right, she says do a leap of faith, you know, really throw it out to the universe what you want and do a leap of faith. So I went, right, I'll do a leap of faith. So I did a leap of faith for 12 months later and I hit that um, four months before when I decided that, that that's when I wanted to reach my business goal. I went, so I did another one and I hit that one and then um, my 2013 one that was July 31st, I actually hit March, uh, no, January this year. Wow. <laughs> so I started to think, well, this, this stuff works. And I thought if I had a weekend, you know, because I did this in amongst things and in amongst doing stuff, so I thought, well, if I have a, a, a time... And I go away, such as to Greece or wherever, you know, wherever she's going to be, and spend a whole weekend or five days doing this. Imagine what you can achieve by, by doing it. And, and I, I don't know if I like the word manifesting. It almost sounds like the secret and all you have to do is think yeah. about it and you'll get it. And it's not about that. Mm. It's, it's, it, there's so much more to it. So uh, it's funny. I was listening to uh, Wayne Dyer 
And he was explaining the same principles and he called it contemplating. So sitting down, having time out, retreating from your life to contemplate what is it you want in your life? What is it that you feel you can achieve in your life or that you want to achieve in your life and and bring it to pass? So it's no good just sitting there contemplating. You're never going to get anywhere. And this is what Michelle teaches is she teaches 10 steps. And I I guess what I'd like to do is, is go through those 10 steps because they were very powerful for me. And like I said, I've, I've probably heard this since I was 15. My dad was always into this stuff. But it never really resonated with me until I heard it from her. And you know what they say? When the student is ready, the teacher <laughs> arrives. Yeah. Yeah. And she was my teacher and I was obviously ready for this. And and I ask lots of people to do this, these, these 10 steps. Um, let me give you an example of someone recently. So a young lady um, who's done very well on the four-phase fat elimination protocol and lost a lot of weight on it. Uh, is having um, some skin problems. And she said, oh, I just want to sabotage. I just want to eat so I can fill up the skin that I've, I've, you know, basically she's got more skin than she should have with all the weight that she's lost. And she says, I just, I just want to sabotage and just fill it up and eat everything so that I don't have this loose skin anymore. So what had happened is her arms and legs were fine, but because she was pregnant while she was overweight and breastfeeding while she was overweight and had rashes and all sorts of problems while she was pregnant, her skin is stretched and scarred and it's an absolute mess that she just said, what can I do? And she needed a, a $35,000 operation in order to fix it, which she couldn't, didn't have the money. So I, I actually called her and I just said, you know, please don't sabotage. There are, you know, there's something that we can do. And, and I said to her, number one, I want you to download from my website Manifesting Matisse because that's the name of the book is Manifesting Matisse because the young boy's name is Matisse. So she manifested Matisse. So I said, I want you to download um, the ebook, and I want you to do these 10 steps. Well, what was amazing is that she did these 10 steps and all of a sudden all these people came into her life. So one of the things she need, I said to her, one of the things you need to do is you need to get quotes, you need to get um, from your doctor, you need to know the exact price, everything like that. Like she hadn't done any of this, she just heard pie in the sky, 35000 that's what it's going to cost me. So what's interesting is that within a day of her doing it, she says, you're not going to believe this, Cindy, but my medical doctor, who I have been to, to find out the quotes, has been thinking about me all weekend and has, has figured out somebody that I can go to that can help me. And he's called a case manager for people who, who need these, this operation. And this case manager, I think it was a couple of weeks later, this case manager gave her two weeks free accommodation. How's this? Wow. Two weeks free accommodation um, for the operation because she's going she's gonna to need this. We figured out the quote was $20,000 for her to have this operation. But what's amazing is I'm in a meeting and I, I'm just talking about crowdfunding because I figured, well, where's she going to get the money from? So yeah. let's do a crowdfund. So I'm in this meeting talking about crowdfunding for this beautiful young lady and the girl, the marketing girl says, oh, I know all about crowdfunding. Take me for a coffee and I'll teach you all about crowdfunding. <laughs> of all people. To of all people. And, I, and I, I ring this beautiful young lady and I go, you're manifesting really well because everything is just dropping into place. 
And it is for mm-hmm. her. And all of a sudden, she doesn't want to sabotage anymore. She sees a light at the end she's of the tunnel. Clarity, yeah. She's got clarity. She's told the universe, this is what I want. Mm. Please give it to me because this will improve my life, which will improve my children's life, which will improve my family's life, which will then ripple through the community and the world, etc. So I know that this is powerful. This is powerful stuff because all you, if you haven't got clarity about what you want in your life, then who... Who's going to give you what you want? Uh, you know, there's something that we talk about at Awaken the Change within retreats is that the universe isn't set up for 50% participation or 60% or 70% or 80%. The universe is set up for 100% participation. A rose doesn't get to bloom 50%. <laughs> the sun doesn't get to rise only when it feels like it. Mm, we'd be in trouble. It requires, the universe requires 100% participation and... I think what you've said here, Cindy, is hit the nail on the head in that clarity is the willingness to participate 100% to say, well, who am I, what am I, and what is it that I want in my life right now? I mean, what we want in our life in 10 years' time is going to change. Mm-hmm. But let me get clear on what I want in my life right now so that then I can participate in becoming that kind of person. Then the universe knows what I want. Mm-hmm. Because unless we're doing that, we're saying I'm only going to shine 50% of the time when I feel like it. Because the rest of the time I'm going to That's be complaining about what I don't have, isn't it? It's true, it's so and true. and when you actually say to somebody, well, "What do you, what is it that you want?" Most people don't. They, know. they, don't, they don't know. No, they go, "I want to be happy." Yeah, and what is the definition of happy? Yeah, you know, I asked, I sent a survey out about three years ago to my database. Um, what is it that keeps you up at night? What is it that you're looking for? What is it? The ultimate things that came back. I was expecting, you know, beautiful home. Um, healthy children, all of that. The four words that came back was to be happy, fulfilled, content, and emotionally. Um, I wasn't happy emotionally. It's stable, it's loved, loved, yeah, loved, 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 loved. So that was what that. So it wasn't actually. And when you go deeper, it's not physical, it's not physical. It's experiences of life. Mm. Mm. And I think the older you get as a female, I don't know about males because I'm not one of them, um, but as a. <laughs> Because that was questionable before, before you said it. I was just thinking, why did you add that? <laughs> because what's interesting is one of the things you do is a vision board. And all the females in the room did a vision board on experiences. All the males in the room had the car and the boat and mm, the house. And they had things. Visual, they had they? things, but the females had things, things. that would, um, would nurture their soul. You know, they wanted to do experiences. And so this is my point here. You see mm-hmm. the difference between men and women. Totally on track. <laughs> But I think men are quite mechanistic. They're quite mechanical creatures. Mm-hmm. Women, complex. <laughs> <laughs> Except for us three. No, I think I'm highly complicated. <laughs> I know high maintenance is the word uh, I'm bringing in. Yes, <laughs> My mistake. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Thanks, carry on, Cindy. Oh, look, I just think when you have clarity... That and you know what you want, then the universe knows what you want. And then what's amazing is that it, it sends in the troops. Mm. It's always sending in the troops. And, and that's what I found is that as I did, had clarity about my business, someone would come into my life or something would happen in my life that would allow that to happen. And mm. I can see that in hindsight now. At the time, you're not seeing it. Mm. But in hindsight, I look back and I go, well, I made this goal for my business. And the reason I made that goal was because this person came into my life which gave me this opportunity mm. which enabled me to do this. Mm. 
and I, I that, that's what I love about it, and and it, it just keeps happening. That you this you think it's oh it's just luck or it's it's not. It's you've asked you're clarify you cl- have clarity about it and you get it. You know, you know, I just freaking Cindy taught me how to do this. We've been trying to you know learn from Cindy everything she's learned and. And I did a manifestation a couple of months ago, and I say it every day, and I listen to the meditations, and it's just dawned on me. Like, here I'm thinking, oh, no, it's just all fallen into place. I just thought it was serendipity. I thought it was just, you know, just because it was. But I needed a certain amount of money to finish a deal, and I didn't know how I was going to do it. And on that morning that I'd read my manifestation and I sat there, and on the way I thought, I'll just ring this person and see how they are. And they turned around and said... Shut the front door. <laughs> Did they say that? They turned around and said, how are you? And I said, oh, I've just got this deal. I'm just trying to close this deal and I just need an extra bit of money. And he went, how much do you need? I, I'm just sitting here thinking that was just a fluke, but that wasn't a fluke. No. Oh, my goodness. No, it wasn't. Look at you. That's so right, isn't yeah. it? And and, and it, it is about, and then it's about being grateful for that. Oh, yeah, every yeah. day. I love what you do. I've got, I'm trying to get the kids <laughs> into doing it as well. They think it's a bit wacko when I say, what are you grateful for today, darlings? Um, but we've been doing a thing. Or I'll turn and go, hey, guys, tell me what's the best thing that happened today. And what, oh, you, yeah, you know? what's, what, what worked really well. Yeah. yeah, so you can reframe it a bit for kids because I think, you know, that's... But I think you want to reframe it for, for adults as well because yeah. for a lot of people, they all think that the whole woohoo gratitude journey and unfortunately, the secret kind of made that yes. a little bit out there, Jerry. But if you, if you even for yourself, what do you, what do you, what, what worked well today? Yeah. And then as soon as you start to think about what worked well today, yeah, I like that. You actually become present to your day. Mm. You become present to the moments rather than the, the moment yeah. just passing you by without your. Um, I like that. What worked well today? Yeah, that is a good one. Yeah. So everything we're we're talking about are the steps. Okay, well, let's hear them. Yeah, no, they're the steps. What's the first one? Well, the first one is clarity. Okay. Okay. Knowing exactly what you want, succinctly putting it, and deciding, you know, what you want to do. And what Michelle says um, in her book, Manifesting Matisse, she actually says... Do one to begin with. Don't try and do ten. Like, don't do your relationship and then your business and then your, you know, I don't know, whatever else. Just do one and concentrate on one. She says, as you get good at this, you can do more. Um, But start with one. So the first is clarity. It must be in present tense. Make it a leap of faith that you don't think you can do it, but make it a leap of faith anyway. So um, one of the things that um, the way I say it is, it is... July 31st, 2014. And I am, or Changing Habits is, or... And, and it's got to be in the present tense as though you have already achieved it. Mm. And, it and it's the date, and it has to be specific on date, it has to be specific about everything, but it's just small and succinct. That's basically it, of what you want. And then the second step is is actually writing down what your day would look like when you get there in present tense. So, you know, um, okay, it's July 31st, 2014. I've just purchased, um, we've just moved into these beautiful premises uh, that that are um, for changing habits or something like that. Mm. Or it might be, I woke up this morning, maybe it's a lifestyle that you want. So I woke up this morning at 6 o'clock and I went for a beautiful walk. I was able to make myself the most beautiful breakfast. I had scrambled eggs with pesto and um, relish with... Um, 
my um, my spinach straight from the garden. Um, I then slowly got ready and I did my body boost um, with my beautiful essential oils from 28. I then did um, a meditation with Karen uh, as well as her... Gateway video. That's it, the gateway video. Because <laughs> uh, you've been watching those. Exactly, the gateway video. So, you know, in my, like I forgot the name. Yeah. <laughs> the gateway video. And then it might and then you go to work and work runs smoothly and everybody in my team, team. Yeah, my team mm. is all working together and they're and they're on board and they know what I love to do, you know. And then um, I finish work at three o'clock. You know, school hour times. We don't mm-hmm. want to go any further, further than school hour times. I went and did my yoga. You know, so it's about just visualizing what your day would be like when you achieve your your goal. So just writing down in present tense the whole what thing. What a great thing for weight loss, because a lot of people do not visualize who they are or what they'll mm-hmm. be when they've lost the weight, and often they don't connect to that. And therefore, when that person starts arriving, they freak out and sabotage. Yeah. You know, that could be the underlying thing. They're not actually prepared to meet that person without that body weight. What a great idea. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it is about just visualising what your life will be like. Because a lot of people can't even visualise a life like that. Mm. What, they've, what they've got is just craziness in the morning. They're tired. They can't get out of bed. The last thing they're thinking about is exercise. They've got no time for a nice breakfast. So they throw breakfast cereal and milk and, and everything that's going to make them more tired to put them in a spiral that goes down. They have a shocking day at work because that's what they've set themselves up for they're so tired they can't come home and make dinner so they eat lean cuisine Mm -hmm. you know so this is about preparing you for what you are going to be or what's going to be happening in your life rather than being somebody who is doing the same old thing over and over and over again it's actually creating a day by design a day Mm -hmm. that you are designing Mm -hmm. you're actually forecasting and designing what your day looks like before it happens and you know looking at that from a contrast point of view I honestly don't believe that we were put here to suffer. And I don't believe that we were put here to live a random life. What's the point if that's the case? Is where we get up in the morning, we have a shocking day, we're totally stressed out, totally, you know, beside ourselves. Come home, two can't cook, have lean cuisine, go to bed and do the same thing again tomorrow. Come the weekend, it's time to clean the house, wash the car, scrub the shower, and then go and do the obligatory family meetings. And then comes Monday, same, same, same again. Yeah. Do you know, I, I cannot for the life of me believe that we were put here for that kind of experience. There has to be more to the experience of living than what we're doing as humans. Mm-hmm. And there is only one common denominator in every person's life, and that's them. <laughs> <laughs> I just put my hand up mm-hmm. because that's it's it. us. And if that's, that's, it. that's right. So yeah. if, if, if our experience of life is going to change, it has to change through us. Mm-hmm. And it only makes logical sense... That if what we're doing is not working, who we are and what we're creating is the source. Mm. So we've got to be able to get to that to be able to create a completely different existence for ourselves to then ultimately have a completely different existence for humanity. But what happens is that people don't take responsibility. Or do they know to even take responsibility? Do they know that an an opposite exists? Mm. Or do we just accept that this is the way life is because this is how my mum and dad lived? Mm You know, it's all about working hard, making money, supporting a family. I wrote a poem the other day. I can't even remember it all. But what I was basically saying was, you know, um, we we grow up, we go to work to get a job we hate, to feed a family we weren't ready for, um, to house them in a home that we can't afford and drive a car that's too expensive, and then we die. (laughs) Nice. Nice poem. 
But is that not... <laughs> it was a little tragic. Very tragic. A little tragic. I was just musing with words on the plane, but isn't that reality? I mean, yeah. I was sitting around, look, I was in the airport at the Qantas Club looking around at everybody, totally miserable, dressed in suits, heads in computers, even though they had people that they knew sitting around them. No conversation, no communication. Everybody was in their phones or their iPads or whatever. Nobody was actually creating anything. Mm-hmm. Nobody was creating an amazing life. All they were doing was going to work to make money in a job that they hated, to feed a family that they weren't ready for, to pay for a house that they to have four afford. weeks off a year. Or to if live in America too. If, yeah, if that's two years, yeah. two weeks in the States. And some people can't even afford to take time out if they're on casual or... And the taxi driver worked six days a week from 8am till 12 midnight. Six days a week till, and, and from 12 midnight to 8 a.m. was his eight hours off, according to the award. Mm. Do you know? Anyway, just really mm. wanted to point that out because mm. I thought if, we're career, if we've got the capacity to know better, because we're the centre of the universe, we're the source of all that's created in our lives, if what we're doing isn't working, we've got to do something different mm. in order to have a different experience of life. And we weren't put here to mm. suffer. We were put here to create and if you can create a miserable life, why can't you create a great life? And here's yeah. the next point. Mm-hmm. If you can create a life, this is something I've been talking about of late, if you can create life, because you can create life, you create Tanya, yeah. you create your children. Yeah. If you can create life, do you think you can create happiness? <laughs> do you think you can create 10 bucks? You can create a life. Mm. Hello. It's so true. Yeah, we is. were made creative process we were created Mm. our parents created us therefore we are part of the creative process which makes us then creative and if we are creative we are then the source of being the creator now what would i like to create Mm. the world's your oyster the world it's a there are possibilities are only what is in the imagination of your mind what is it that you want how does somebody become a a mining magnate they've got to have it in their mind first everything that's created in this planet was created in the mind first not nature i'm not talking about but i'm talking about our physical things you know like the iphone whose mind was that in first you know like imagine i know and all of these things have to be in the mind first before yeah. they can. So why not put something in your mind that you want in your life, create um, the, the life that you want exactly as you want it. And, and these are the, the steps that will help you get there. Sorry, I no, interrupted you. No, the interruption was fabulous because I think people have to realize that it is about them. Um, and nobody else. They are responsible. And when people say, you know, I get this, um, are you blaming me for having something or another, mm-hmm. this problem? Yes. Is, are you blaming me? And I, and I like go, well, who, who else? else will we blame? <laughs> I mean, who else has done this to you? Who, who would you like me to blame? Do I? It's the condition. <laughs> I just got depression. <laughs> No, that wasn't fair. But like when I've met people that use depression as an illness as opposed to a vehicle to get through a transitional period in their life, mm-hmm. I think we can then hook into it. Do you know what I love about what you're doing here, giving us this 10-step process? For many people listening, it might be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, here's another program, here's another thought, another idea. But sometimes it's nice to have steps. Sometimes it's nice to actually have, if you're not used to doing mm-hmm. this or used to creating 
being the creator, this, if you do it enough times, it becomes habit. Is that what happened for you when you got there? Because you'd already been doing it quite a bit. And when you got there, did it feel like it sunk in or did you feel like, oh my gosh, I've been doing it right all along? What did it give you? What was interesting is that because I've been doing this for so many years and everybody else in there... I think was fairly new. They had not been doing this. Of course, I have my way of doing things now. Mm. And because we do the 10 steps, it was interesting to watch how other people did it as to way I did it. And then I would, we, you know, how you said you had to do assignments and then get up and do an oral presentation. Well, we did too. So <laughs> She's comparing herself with you. Now, remember, she started at 10... <laughs> Had a two-hour two lunch, lunch an a 20-minute kip. And what time did you finish, my sweetest? Six. At six. And then had a beautiful dinner, Mediterranean dinner. Swim. Cruise, walk. Mm-hmm. I know. No, let me think. Houston, 12, 14-hour days in the middle of a freeway or Greece. You know. It's tough. Yeah. And who were you going to blame? I was trying to manifest that the course would be in New York. But that didn't happen quite the way I was hoping. Houston. Anyway. Not that we don't like Houston, not at all. No. No, no we love it. Yeah. Anyway, so um, what was it? Yeah, we had to do an assignment and then we got up and did a, a bit of an oral presentation. And so I got up and did my oral presentation, which was different to anybody else's. And I sat down and the girl next to me went, Why don't you tell us this at the beginning? I'd much rather your way. Which was really interesting. I went, oh, hey, yeah, because I, and, and I'll, I'll explain where that is, and that's step three. Okay, that's so it. step three was what I do differently. So everybody's heard of a vision board. Mm-hmm. Everybody's heard of them, you know, mm-hmm. like you, I've got one. where you cut out everything and you, you've got a whiteboard and you stick it all up and then you put it somewhere where you can see it all the time. Well, I, when I first heard of a vision board, I, I didn't, I didn't like people knowing what. I want. It's all right for the universe to know, but it's my private business. Mm -hmm. And so to put a board up in my toilet or my office where, you know, we come in, people come into my office. I, for some reason, I felt that was really private for me. So what I did was I got a book and in the book I did my clarity, you know, the clarity of what I wanted, my vision statement. And then I did my vision board within that book. And what was interesting is that I, I got home and I, and this was, you know, years ago, I got home and I started flicking through magazines, cutting out things and, and I just cutting them out things. That, and it was all about not what I wanted, but what um, I wanted to experience. Mm. So because I love hiking and um, and I, I love all that stuff, I started to cut things out. And I pasted it in my book. And because I'm not looking at it every day, I may flick through it, um, but I don't look at it every day. But it's right beside my bed. It goes everywhere with me. It's, it's in my office right now, as you guys mm. can see. It sits with me. So it's almost like I'm carrying what I want around with me. It's not a big part. You can't do that with a board. You can't do it with a no. board. You, you just, there's no way you can do it with a board. So what was interesting is that um, I can't remember after how long I'd done the board, not the board, but the book, and I'd, I'd cut out a picture and my husband rings me up, um, I don't know where I was, but he rings me up and he says, there's this great deal on this internet site of hiking the Himalayas. Oh, yes. Hiking the Himalayas. Tart, do you want to do it? I've got another word and I can't do, say it. Do you want to do it? And I went, yeah. He bought the deal straight away. Just bought it straight away. And 
after he'd bought it and we'd done our Himalayan trek, you know, we, we did the Annapurna Trail and everything like that, I started flicking through my, my um, vision board. Now, I've been wanting to do the Himalayas since I was 19. And, of course, if I see a photo of the Himalayas, I'm going to put it in my vision board. But I put it in on my vision book, I should call it. I put it in there but didn't even know I'd done it. And then I'm flicking through it after I got back from the Himalayas and I went, oh, there it is. <laughs> it's there. I actually put it in there without realising I'd done it. I was just, if a picture felt good, I put it in my board. If it made me feel good or a word, because I've got words in there, I've got, you know, everything's in my in my vision book. So... If I just open it up, I've got something here. Women who run with the ideas. I don't know. I just love that. Adventure, outreach, friendship, breathing space. So these were words I did. And then pictures of of, um, a renovated home, you know. um, Oh, a watch. That is one thing that I actually did um, in this last one is that I actually put a watch on. You know, and then I found out it was worth twenty five thousand. So I went, mm, maybe not, because I'm not taste. that yeah, into yeah. it. I'm not that into it. So gardens, and I got my garden. You know, yeah. all these amazing things when you you put it in. So, the third step is getting photos um, or pictures and putting it on a board or putting it in a book. And that's when I did my oral presentation about the book. I actually showed them my book and said that I'd been doing this for years and this is the way, um, this is what I'd done. And everybody else had done the board, uh, you know, and and they realised, gosh, it's going to be so much easier to have that book. So, that was just um, a point of difference. And then um, there is um, what is the practical. So steps four and five are the practical. So the first thing is your project board. So let's say there's a circle in the middle, and from that circle in the middle, you've got arms that reach out. So let's put the circle in the middle as um, a new warehouse for changing habits. Let's just say that. So a new warehouse for changing habits. Well, first of all, I've got to find the real estate. So one of the arms will have a bubble and I'll put real estate. What kind of real estate do I need? Well, I want acreage. Um, I want fertile acreage because I'd like a garden. So you, you put that there. Who are the people that I need? I need a town planner so that I can have this type of space. Um, okay, money. What about finances? So another bubble would be your finances. And then your next one would be who are the people I need to contact or what do I need in order to get to that goal? So from that main goal, you then, you know, do your arms, do another bubble. In that bubble, you'll have this is what I need to do, this is who I need to contact, this is what I have to do. So it's not just about thinking about it. We're actually now practically planning how we're going to get this life. So um, an example would be... Um, another example, let's do for health, someone's health. So what they need in the, in the middle bubble, they might put health. So then in one arm, they might go, I need a personal trainer. Can't afford a personal trainer. Okay, so what can I do if I can't have a personal trainer? Maybe I need a video. Can I buy a video for $30 to do yoga every morning? You know, mm-hmm. so then there's the timetable. This is the project planning. So then there's the timetable. So the timetable is at six o'clock, I'm getting up in the morning. But in order to get up at six o'clock, I've got to be eating better. So who am I going to employ in order to get my, my you know, eating better? Well, I'll go to Changing Habits. I'll go to Changing Habits, I'll, I'll download their, you know, $22 program and I'll start eating better. Mm-hmm. 
uh, what about my mindset, you know, and how I'm thinking about things? Because I, I, I seem to think so negative about things. So I go to the Gateway Program for, mm. with Cameron, you know. And then, all right, if I want to get additives and preservatives out of my life because the chemicals that I'm using on my skin are no good, I need to contact Kim. You know, mm. Do you see what I mean? Mm. So, this, so your key players or key Your key actions. players, your key actions, what you need to do. And, and you basically write everything out as to how you do it. And, and they actually did it on an... Uh-uh, I did mine on an A4 piece of paper because that's all you need. And I started with a circle, my goal, and then I did all my arms and all my practical jobs I needed to do. Get this. So th- this is what blew me away. So my plan was I needed a new... I, I would like a warehouse. I'd like it fully sustainable. Um, I would like all the offices to outlook onto a garden. Um, I would like a coffee shop where people can come and be nurtured. And So I had all these ideas... And I need a town planner, don't I? I need somebody that can tell me, yes, you're allowed to use this land for what you want to do. Because if I don't, and I don't know who the people I'm going to go to, how, you know, how's that going to work? Well, you well, won't even know where to start looking. I, no. I had no idea. I had no idea. So this morning I'm, I'm, I'm home after my being out manifesting and things like that. And I had two things happen to me after I, I, I did this whole thing. But this morning I'm home and I, I'm in the warehouse and I have two um, packers in the warehouse. And I was telling them, you know, we were talking about how cluttered it's getting and how busy it's getting and, and that we need a bigger warehouse. And I said, well, I've decided that this is what I want to do. Well, I then, you know, was talking about it and they were going, great, we'd love that, that sounds great. So then I go into the next office and I'm sitting down and one of the packers come in to me and she says to me, you know, Cindy, I'm a town planner. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> how, how cool is that? Mm. I just went, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and she's going, these are the things that we need to do in order for you to do this. And, and I'm going, like, whoa. Awesome. I got my town planner. I got my town planner. She works here with me. And the reason she quit town planning to come into Changing Habits is that she was looking, she has a baby, and she was looking for a different opportunity, and she's really interested in nutrition, and, and this is where she's starting. And wow. Oh, my gosh, it was just so amazing. But the second thing that happened, but this happened when I was actually there, is that you know how I told you that one of the things that I did was I went to the Himalayas and I hiked Annapurna? We met an amazing young couple from New Zealand. And while we were um, hiking with them, you know, we were talking about health and nutrition and their goals and because they were just a gorgeous young couple. Uh, anyway, about four days before I go to Greece. So even before I've decided what I want, the universe has figured out what I want. <laughs> it blows me away. But about four days before I go to Greece for this manifesting seminar, um, Claire, who's the young lady of the couple, uh, emails me and tell me, tells me she's pregnant. And she says, I know you'll be able to give me some good advice, blah, blah, blah. She says, I said, thank goodness you, you know, you've emailed me now. Um, I'm just on my way to Greece. Um, and, and basically signed off and sent the email and then got on a plane and left. I get to Greece. I've got a Facebook post from Claire saying, we're in Athens, Cindy. Where are you? And I went, I'm in Athens. So we got together. After the seminar, we actually got together. And I was telling him about, you know, how excited I was about what I wanted. And um, Aaron says to me, you know, I'm a space designer. <laughs> it's just amazing, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Lush. 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 Lush.
you know, it's just beautiful to mm. watch, you know. It's just lovely to and watch. And you're probably unfold. more, um, because you've been doing it so long, I would imagine that as things happen, you are instantly... I see it now. Oh, and grateful, and grateful for it. Right, straight away. And because right. you're participating in it. Mm. You're participating in the whole process of the... You're participating in the creative process as opposed to life just being a set of random circumstances that smack you in the chops and whether it's a challenge or an opportunity, well, who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a case of you actually participating in creating what you want. It's magical. Mm. And it's, it's about beautiful. not reacting but acting. Because acting. so many people react Something happens in their life, they react. Well, something happens, you mean like on a negative perspective and they think it's the end of the world. Unbeknown to them, it could be an opportunity for something even greater than what they imagined. Well, for instance, your um, Karen's unbelievable um, trip to Europe. Tell that story. When you were, you missed the plane. <laughs> What story? What happened? What was so unbelievable? Oh my goodness! Yeah, let's this talk is about amazing. This story, shall we? Yes, oh, yes. Well, so now we actually decided. Matt and I decided we weren't going to tell anyone because and now it's going to be on the podcast. And now it's going to be on the podcast. <laughs> the whole world's going to know now. Goodness gracious! <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. I we got our itinerary, and um, the whole time we thought we were leaving on the 25th, which was a Tuesday. So I was so excited to be leaving on the 25th. Our flight left at 11, 11 p.m. I get us to the airport at 6pm and I think, cool, we can go and have a coffee, go sit at the Qantas Club, have some dinner. Nice, just, you know, chill, cruise our way through because now we're on holidays. We get to the check-in counter and the lady says to us, oh, sorry, but this ticket was for last night. (laughs) (laughs) This is their (laughs) seven-week trip, like... And, and my dream holiday that I've had since I was a child, and everything is based on time. So we had three days in Rome, and then we were boarding a 12-day cruise. So we had to be in Rome to get that cruise. We go to the Emirates counter, and I have lost my chisel. <laughs> I am beside myself. I'm stamping my feet like a kid. I couldn't get my phone to work. <laughs> I was like a child. I was I was embarrassed about myself, but I didn't know how else to <laughs> respond. Honestly, she was in stress. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Matt, thank goodness, totally kept his cool. Total clarity. And I'm looking at him. All I can see is my eyes are crossing. <laughs> and he's going, okay, so let's just deal with this. Let's go to the Emirates counter and find out what we can do. The Emirates counter says to us, well, the first thing, first flight we can get you on is next Thursday. <gasps> Which was eight days away, or five days, or seven days away. No, eight days away. And I said, well, that's not going to work. <laughs> We've got a cruise. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. not going to work. Of course, I'm having conniptions. A man comes up to the counter and tells us to fly to Sydney. We fly to Sydney that night at half past nine. We arrive in Sydney at 11 o'clock. And it's only pure luck that that flight actually gets off the ground because they, uh, the air traffic controllers had all the flights so significantly delayed that it was only pure luck that that flight actually got off the ground. Matt didn't find that out until we were in the air and one of the stewardess said to Matt, you know, um, we heard about you and your situation. (laughs) And your flapping wife. Mm. Flapping was an understatement. Mm. he said, well, it was just pure luck that we've gotten off the ground. He said, we didn't nearly fly. So he said, so you probably wouldn't have been able to get to Sydney tonight. And we were flying to Sydney that night on the off chance that from the Sydney airport, we may have been able to board a plane to Rome. It was just an off chance. It was a fluke. It cost us $400 to fly. So we get to Sydney. We get we 
think to ourselves, okay, we'll go and stay at the little Novotel across the road, jump in a cab, go to the Novotel. Novotel's fully booked, can't give us a room, we can't stay anywhere, we're dead tired. So we sit in the foyer of the Novotel until 3 o'clock in the morning, twiddling our thumbs. We get to the Emirates counter, the Emirates counter says, well, look, it's not likely, we're not sure, Um, let's see what we can do. It's going to cost you an extra $3,000. I give them my credit card. Ladies and gentlemen... One should never count on my credit card. <laughs> Especially when there's shoes and handbags. Right? Well, do you know, I say this to Matt all the time, do not count on my credit card. It is always maxed out because I have a really low limit on it. I have $2,000 limit on it or $3,000 limit on it. Anyway, so credit card goes through, bounced. Anyway, finally, they let us on the plane with some very good news. <laughs> What? They say to Matt, you need to put on your pants, you need to put on your, you need to dress yourself up, make yourself look a little bit more business orientated. We've upgraded you to business class. <laughs> Hello! On the brand new A380, it was fabulous! From Sydney to where? To Dubai, which was a 14 hour yeah, flight. Yeah, it's a long way. It's and then from Dubai way. to Rome, we got first class on the flight there. Oh! <laughs> so it's, it's all a bit civilised. But I said to Matt, I said, now. I am not going to lose my shizzle <laughs> no. when things go wrong because I know that there's always a reason for it. And if I had the choice to pay $3,000 and fly the following night to be in business class for a 14-hour flight, would I have said yes to that? Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> and $3,000 for an upgrade between Australia and Europe is cheap. So while the universe was stopping something really good happening mm. it actually was creating something amazing happening yeah so and that and that's one of the steps is let go let go let the well, universe hang on, hang on. so we're up no, to no, so actually we're not up to that one okay so five in practical is declutter as well declutter. so we've just done step four which was the project board the fifth is declutter so get rid of any physical emotional or um Physical, emotional, or mental stress that's happening in your mind. So and write things, things down. And or... listen to our declutter podcast. Yeah, that's what I would do. Ready. Yeah, that's what I would do. Rather than us going through it again, go through the declutter um, one. So that's the practical. Then it's about developing a, a relationship with innate. And innate is your inborn um, intelligence that is is able to do the things that you need to do. So it's all it's meditation, it's time out, it's nurturing, it's you know doing things that is is good for the innate, for the innate soul and, and for yourself. Rituals. Yeah, rituals. Self-care. Yeah, self-care which we we've, we've done a, a podcast on that so people mm. can which is a, what's amazing is it might you know we actually do all of these things. Mm. We just didn't realize that there's nice 10 steps that mm. it's all about. So developing a relationship with innate, trusting you, trusting um, basically when something feels good that you don't have a hesitation about it is actually innately you know that that's right mm-hmm. and this is the way you need to go so for me when one of the things that was happening um, when I'd done my manifestation and then something came into my life it felt right mm-hmm. and that was the thing that propelled my business even further forward so trust yourself it's, an, it's about having that relationship with the innate the seventh step is to have a relationship with universal intelligence. And universal intelligence is that what's out there that gives you those wonderful things that happen, such as a business class ticket, you know, that's universal intelligence. Mm-hmm. Knowing what you need 
<laughs> we don't quite know what she did behind the scenes to get that ticket. Just saying. But actually, just over and above that, I think the universal intelligence actually knows that I'm high maintenance. <laughs> but it is about just having that relationship and trusting what's being given to you mm. is the right thing. Mm. And, and, and Even bad things, hey? Yeah, even bad things. Mm. You know, I remember um, doing a, a talk and there was about 75 people in the room. It was down in Caloundra. And it was a Weight Watchers group, and I was talking about McDonald's hamburgers and how the buns never go off and things like that. Well, I had people going, of course the buns go off, and walk, get up and walk out. This is very young in my um, speaking engagements, like years ago. And I, I remember this, and I, I, I was nearly crying by the end of it. I just went, and at the end of it, I said, I am never speaking again. I am not speaking again. Anyway, I, I managed to run into a friend in a supermarket after it, and I was really upset, and I told her what happened. She told her boss, who happened to be Lisa Curry, um, what had happened. Lisa then told a, a gentleman that was doing this huge seminar that was worth $5,000 about it, and he said to Lisa, invite her to my seminar. She's on for free, her and her partner. Oh, wow. So all of a sudden it was like it was something horrible that had happened and I was going to give up speaking forever. And then, you know, because people were walking out on me, they were disagreeing with me. I remember one guy throwing something down and going, I've had enough, and walk out. And oh. going, oh. <laughs> oh. It's just... Do you know what I think about that? Coming back to your trust in the universal intelligence... I think that the universe doesn't actually know the difference between right and wrong, good and bad, and time and space. Mm. We invented all of that. Mm. We mm. invented that that's bad. We, I invented that missing my flight was bad. <laughs> I mm. made that up. Yeah. The universe just sees where, we're, where we are, where we need to be, and then takes the shortest route from getting us from here to there and doesn't hold back. Mm. So we make it all that it's bad and it's wrong and it's horrible and it's nasty. The universe doesn't know anything about that. We make it. We say we want it in twelve months, but the universe doesn't know anything about time. What if we say we want it tomorrow? Mm. The universe doesn't understand time. We made time up. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite. I think it's quite amazing in terms of that real trusting that relationship with the universal intelligence. What does the universal intelligence know? And then becoming intimate with what the universal intelligence actually knows versus what we made up, which is always in contrast. Yeah. Anyway. All right, so the, the next step was to remove emotional blockages and ego. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was, that was basically step eight. And quite frankly, I'm, I'm going through this right now wondering what did I have to do for that? Um, remove ego and emotional blockages. So your ego might be um, what you actually believe you are capable of and removing that and letting, letting the universe um, give you what you need. So um, that was a step eight. And manifesting but, the T's will... Mate, sorry, just I'm yeah. thinking removing emotional blockages and ego. You know, sometimes that can even be when you go into blame. Uh, blame or, or I'm not good enough. Yeah, I'm not deserving. Yeah. yeah, I'm just going through my notes here and I, I just remembered what we do. You said, no, I'm not deserving. Yeah. Well, so what she did was um, to remove emotional blockages... Um, is to clear an emotional path for your manifestation through affirmations, proven healing therapies and reframing your past, understanding that this is the work of a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And the way she did it was she said, I deserve. Mm -hmm. And it might be something like um, mine was, I deserve to have my 50 acres with a warehouse, offices, cafe, garden, self-sufficiency, education centre in my life. Mm 
So that was, I deserve this. And then your brain will go, no, you don't. Mm. What makes you think you deserve this? Mm. Are you kidding yourself? Yeah. You know, so you write down all, everything your brain's saying to you, are you kidding? You don't deserve that? Blah, blah, you know, it goes like that. But what was interesting is that I, I actually wrote down, well, it's not Howard's vision. He doesn't know about it yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all going to be about Howard. Howard will be the one that stands in the way of this. And then I've got, well, at least I don't think it is. Um, it is cumbersome. Maybe it's a bit big, what I'm asking for. It will be hard to manage. It will not be, it will not be cost effective. I, I won't find the right property. I'll find it, but it won't have the creek in it. You know, I wanted a creek. It won't be, And I went on and on and on. And then all of a sudden I got to, could I do 10 acres? <laughs> will I make it by, you know, this time? And then I went, yes, you will. I actually wrote, yes, you will. The revamp program will allow you to do this and blah, blah, blah. And, and all of a sudden it got positive. Mm. So I went through, you know, I deserve this. And then I went through, oh, you know. And then it was like straight away I went into the positive And I started to go, of course you can do this. This is amazing. Oh, you know what? It's going to be an education center for the world. It's going to be a ripple effect and, you know, and on and on and on. I had a blister on my finger mm-hmm. by the end of it. Wow. Because you just write and write and write until all the crap comes out of your head. Mm. And I remember, like, I'm, I, all of a sudden I'm like going, I don't remember doing that step. But now that I remember, it was a pretty amazing step. Oh, it would have been, it would have yeah. been the most aha. Mm. Yeah. And you so just it's good write to keep writing, writing no matter what. No matter yeah. what, you keep yeah. writing. Even positive, negative, you just mm. keep throwing it out there. And, and by the end of it. It's like a mind dump. Yeah, well, that's what it mm. is. It's a mind up. So get rid of all the emotional blockages of I can't do it, I haven't got the, the money or I haven't got this and how, how do you think you're going to do that? And it, it's like you're creating this conversation with yourself and you keep doing it and doing it and doing it until you start to get into the positive. And the beautiful part about writing it out rather than having it just swim around your head, yeah. when, you're swimming, when it's swimming around your head, you're actually trying to convince yourself, no, don't, don't think that, don't think that, mm. you should think positive, think positive, think positive. And when we try and talk ourselves into anything, it never works. Because all that we're actually doing is resisting the reality of what's there. Yeah. But in the writing process, like you've done there, Cindy, just in writing it, you've acknowledged it. Mm. You said, yeah, yeah, that's what's there. Mm. That's what's there. You haven't resisted it. And just in the process of non-resistance is dissolution, Dis- mm. d- uh, um, dissolving. Yeah. yeah. And it did. It almost went, and it was almost like... And I just kept going. This is what's amazing is that I just kept writing and writing and writing. As you can see, I'm, I'm going through. I even went into colour. <laughs> nice work. I like that. <laughs> yeah, so I just went into colour. And Do you remember listening to Carolyn Miss down in Sydney yes, when we went? yeah, we did. She didn't like those words deserve at all. Remember she said... Um, she, she said that was totally operating out of ego. Who says anyone deserves anything? I'm just wondering. Oh, wow. It's sort of, it mm, kind of really. context, yeah, though. Yeah, I'm just wondering, though, if I deserve. I mean, when you're saying I deserve, when you're saying it with love and gratitude and, and also probably with the, because I know your intention behind this is about sharing it mm. as well. It's not I deserve to have all for me to not have. But I just would like to think that we could take it to another level if we're going to say the words I deserve that. I deserve to do this, why? All the goods and bads. Yeah. But what's the other why? You know, like, like I just think sometimes... And you end up doing that on your dump. Mm, I was just wondering. But I, but I, I actually think... did it in the dump, and she calls it a dump. Mm. When, you, when you do steps six and seven, though, where you develop the relationship within eight, mm. you develop a relationship with the power inside of you that beats your heart, breathes you, blooms a rose and bakes a baby, you develop a relationship with that. There's no ego mm. in that. Mm. Then you develop a relationship with universal intelligence that's accepting that universal intelligence knows better and has been running and participating in my life since day one. 
And if we can, and when we do those steps, it's at that point I think that all the ego and all the, mm. you know, come it, it goes away. So that when you say I deserve, it's simply saying I actually am perfect. Mm. I'm pure. I'm amazing, and I deserve as every other universal creature deserves. The rose deserves sunlight. Mm. Its beauty is expressed when it gets its sunlight, and its magnificence is expressed when it has a raindrop fall. So it deserves that so that its beauty can be expressed. I think that when you really recognize who we are, really, then the deserving is simply the mechanism by which your most magnificent expression is. Mm. is and Carolyn was talking a lot about it out of um, the seven sins, you know. Remember mm. she was talking in that, ah, so she was coming very was much along that need of aspect of that. So I can, I actually agree, and I, therefore I think it's the intention. But if you're saying it is the intention. you do those steps... Six and seven with true purity. Yeah. Then of course everything deserves Isn't it? attention. Of course. Because then you, when you're going through the dump, you, like for me, as I was going, I deserve because I, you know, I do. I have a vision, and that's the other thing is that, you know, when I did my do my clarity of vision, I don't have a clarity. I don't have a vision about my life. Mm. As far as when when I end, that's it. I actually have a vision that's three, four, five hundred years. Mm. I don't. I don't believe. I believe, and it's not saying that um, I'm able to do that. But look at Leonardo da Vinci. Look at um, Hippocrates. Look at Socrates. You know, I'm sure their vision of what they were teaching and learning was far beyond their 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 lifespan. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, to say I deserve with a vision that mm-hmm. goes far beyond who I am or who I'll ever be, mm-hmm. um, but it is a, a place where people, for me, changing habits is something that will perpetuate through generations because it's a tool for helping the health of human beings and by helping the health of human beings we're then able to understand what we're truly on this planet for because when you're desperate in health and sickness and uh, you know life is not going well and you know you're miserable it you know that to me is what perpetuates a planet that um, is is being raped basically. Mm. But when you have a different mind and a, and a different thought process and, and a love for yourself, then you have a love for the place you're living on, mm. and you don't rubbish it, and you, and you make sure that there's not genetically modified foods, and you make sure that people you know do you see what mm-hmm. I mean. Mm-hmm. So for me, and she did say that, just make the vision greater than who you are. Don't don't live small. And I remember a friend of mine said she had a 400-year vision. And I went, how can you have a 400-year vision, you know? That was the first time I'd ever heard of it. Second time I'd ever heard of it was when I was listening at um, Woodford Folk Festival. They have a 500-year vision. That the folk festival will last and will become something that will teach people about, um, you know, sustainability and um, it will be about things that are going to help the planet and I went wow you you can have a vision greater than who you are as a human being you can go past who you are and and things can carry on and 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 that is shown through Jesus Christ Hippocrates Socrates Newton all of these amazing people is is basically what's um done it so that's um number eight is removing all emotional blockages and and she said to do it as a dump number nine is trust and let go Trust, mm. you know, trust that this is going to happen. You can question it, but just give give it, give it a go. Give it a week, three weeks, four weeks, three months, whatever it is, but trust. Trust and let go. Let the universe allow things to come into your life. You know, this beautiful young lady I was talking to you about at the beginning, 
she'd never known of anything like this. And some of the emails I was getting from her was, nothing like this has ever happened to me before, Cindy. Nobody does this for me. This, good things never happen to me. Hmm. That was her initial belief about herself. And now as she's manifesting more and more, she realises that they do happen to her. So it's about opening people up, getting them to trust and just let go. Once they've done, they must, to me, they have to do these things. Um, one of the things that I didn't talk about in number seven was the gratitude journal. Number okay. seven. Yeah. That was in, um, getting with universal intelligence is your grat- gratitude journal. So that is basically, um, Karen, what I'm doing at the moment and you probably don't know about it, is that, um, and I purchased these journals for uh, my daughters, <laughs> but um, I've got a journal and every day um, I write, yeah, I know, I, you should see what they're doing to me right now. And all of a sudden I've realised I didn't buy them one. <laughs> and we've had this conversation <laughs> how many times. Oh, I'm be dead. How many I'll times? tell you what. No, I will give you these. I will give you these. I'll take no, Yeah, yeah, no, I'll no give you these. Way. But anyway, let me tell you about this journal. I will take it. Yeah, right, I give it so, to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take one. Oh, they're nice. nice. They are like very them. nice. Yeah. Okay, have them. They're yours. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at the price. Just and don't look where I bought it. <laughs> you can go get more. <laughs> oh, it's stiff. Yeah, no. Not good enough. I want something more expensive. You know I'm high maintenance. Well, you know what? I went into another shop. This was $7, everybody. But I went into another shop. No, no, I'm not taking your kids. No, you're taking it. No, no. I'll I'll explain to you why I'm going to give it to you. Take it. Take it. Um, Oh, Kim just takes it. Yeah, I know. At least I make it look like I I bought them for. I should have just given it to them without even telling them that I bought them for anybody else. But anyway. Anyway, so what I do is that every single morning I have quiet time. And I write down the 10, ten things I'm very grateful for. It might be a blue sky. It might be the there's no wind or there is wind. It might be, you know, my daughter's home safe or, uh, it, you know, it could be anything like this. So you just write 10 things down you're grateful for. You got for. let off a speeding ticket the other night because you were looking for your daughter who had been drinking. Mm, let's talk about that, Yeah, well, I am Tanya O'Meara. Let's just call her Chuck. Mm. <laughs> Anyway, as I was saying, I write down 10, and I will be adding that one, by the way. I love that. Oh, God. That was the conversation we had yesterday morning, and I I needed just space. (laughs) And I have to hear about that after the podcast, by the way. I'm sure they're all going, share now, share now. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, 10 things. And then at the end of the day, what was the best thing that happened to you for the day? Nobody needs to see this. This is your Mm. private little journal. So Tanya and I have been doing this now for nearly a month. Every morning we go for coffee and we write down, we, we order our coffee, we then sit down and we have quiet time. She's on one side, I'm on the other, and we write down our ten things. So I've actually got one daughter doing it. I've actually given it to do with your mum. I've actually given it to another daughter, so Fran's got one as well. So this one was for Casey and three of her friends. That's why I bought them. I, I wanted them to do it because they're chiropractic students, they're struggling, you know. So I was giving it to those girls. But you know where I got it, so I can just go around and get another one. Yes, you can. It's fine. I can. <laughs> so this, this is this, this is what I do every single day. Mm-hmm. And there may be days that I miss, but I don't panic over it. I then just do it the next day, and I and I'll write something down. Or if there's three days that I miss, then I'll write the three things that have been good at mine. So that's the gratitude. Uh, and the last thing is to revise and repeat. 
revise and repeat because basically you know you reach one you've got to get to the next one and you reach one and you get to the next one and what is it you want in your life it might change and so you're revising what it maybe that's not exactly what you want and one thing Michelle said was that it may be not what the universe wants you to have either it may be something else that it wants you to have, such as the business class ticket mm. to, mm. you know, rather than going economy at 11 o'clock, you did business class at 3 a.m. Mm. You know, so it, it could have been anything like that. So she just says revise and repeat. And she asked us to write down in our life what we had manifested um, and what we had achieved. And it blew me away. I started back in 1979. When I was 19, I wanted to work in the snow. That was something that I chose that I wanted to do, and I did it. You know, I wanted to go to the University of Colorado. I, I wanted to do Outward Bound, and I did it. And I went through all these things that I'd actually, I had chosen to do it and, and went about and actually did those 10 steps without really realizing it. Mm. Interesting. All right, Stunning. so they they are the ten steps. And look, if you want the book, um, you can get it out of Barcelona the actual book, or you can go onto my website and just download Is it Manifesting an Matisse. It's an ebook. Okay, yeah, it's an ebook. So you can just go on the website and and, and download. And Cindy, I did what I got the book. Yeah, you know, a while ago, and I've had it sitting there for ages. Had sort of skim read it, never done really much with it. Then I got my highlighter pen out after you just before you were going because I was going to come to Greece with yeah, you, you were. before I decided to go and work um, <laughs> but but I went through the whole book read it all on the plane mm-hmm. and highlighted all the important things and then I've actually put everything I've got a journal everything's in my phone mm-hmm. and Pinterest is my vision board oh, yes. so I've been actually using Pinterest as my manifesting page so you know there's there's ways of doing it electronically if you've got mm. iPads and things but I've got it all in here in my notes and I, and, and it's just wonderful because because you can print it off if I want to as well. But also the, the gratitude journal, as I've started doing it, um, it's been really interesting actually acknowledging the day. It's not just another blurred day that's gone into yeah, another Yeah, yeah, you're moment. present to the day. You are. You're present to the day or you're present to what happened yesterday. Especially in those first ten, mm. I find that I'm always thinking about the day before. Do you think it matters if you do your gratitude at night and then the best thing? Well, do, what do you think is the best? Well, I, I was told this, um, and it, this came out of actually um, Rhonda Byrne, is that her name? Yes. Yeah, so she's done The Secret, but what was her next one? The Power of... So it's come out of that. Um, somebody else told me about it, and they started to do it as a group. They were a group of girlfriends together, and they started to do it as a group. And, and they... And they all were talking about what was coming into their lives because of their gratitude about. Because it's it's more important to be grateful about things than to be miserable about things. Mm-hmm. Just just be grateful for what's happening in your life. Because sometimes we forget how many good things are happening around us because we focus on the ugly thing. Mm, we do. And we've got to stop focusing on the ugly thing and we've got to go to... Um, the other one, we, to, to the nice things. Um, we're just being given a text. What's the text say? Kim, we're here. My daughter, Kim. My daughter, Kim, we're here. Wrap it up, please. Let's go. <laughs> and we actually do have to wrap this up we because do. we're way over time. We so. Do. so this has been a really fascinating podcast. <laughs> She's, <laughs> She's awesome. I love how she calls you Kim. I know, I, know, I do too. <laughs> so, you know... Give Manifesting Matisse a go. Write down your own 10 steps and start to manifest your own creations. We really want to hear how this goes for you guys. We're all going to do it. I'm certainly going to do it tonight. I've got a sick puppy at home, so I'm going to do this with him. Um, Sorry, darling, should we put the 10 steps on the Facebook page and the website? Should we do that? Yeah. 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 Let's do that. So then it's really easy to refer to. Yeah.
So go to our Facebook page, which is all the W's, facebook.com forward slash up for a chat where you'll find the 10 steps and we also want to hear your feedback you can also go to the wellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat and again let us know how you go with this join us here next week on up for a chat and be part of the ripple effect that's changing the world we're going to see you on the ride this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Hi, Damien Christoph from 100 Not Out here. Wow, what a wellness summit we had in Melbourne. 600 people filled the Crown Conference Centre to listen to Cindy O'Meara and her Up For A Chat colleagues, David Gillespie, Ron Ehrlich, Nicole Bilgema and the Wellness Guys, of course. And guess what? We recorded every single minute of it. That's right. You can see nine world-class speakers with over seven hours of footage in the comfort of your own home. How cool is that? The best news is, until midnight Saturday the 7th, September 2013, this pack is just $147. Then it'll go to $197. So to pre-order your Wellness Summit Home Study Program for just $147, go to www.thewellnesscouch.com and click on Shop. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.